I was I was listening, and then I decided all right, I'm gonna, I felt like saying something. And I said, really, what recovery does in a way, it it returns or it accentuates abilities that you lost in the addiction. Like it, it'll say in the big book, you'll be able to enjoy peace of mind. Now that's an ability. Peace of mind is a possibility, but the able to enjoy it is is yeah is is an ability that. When you're in addiction, active addiction, you can enjoy peace of mind because your mind's racing like a rat to the next thing, yeah? So you can't enjoy a lot of things. And then you lose the ability to be compassionate or having empathy and all like that. Yes, doesn't it? Everything gets changed and you're more like a rat-like apparatus. Really, you're looking for the next piece of cheese and you're looking at everyone in a point of view of how are they going to assist me or prevent me from getting that piece of cheese, really. You know, you're checking everyone out, sort of like, are they going to assist me or resist me getting that cheese? Can I manipulate them or whatever, yeah. And yet you lost all these abilities, like they laugh too, you know, really. You could laugh at people a lot out there, but I mean to really have a good sense of humor and laugh, not so much at the expense of others, but just laugh, was lost, yeah. And, like, I remember when I, uh, one time, uh, I had a thing, you know, cotton fever, right? Remember that statement, cotton fever? I don't know if this fell under that category, but I was with three people. You mind? I'm going to go off on this thing. I was with these three people, me and my friend and this woman, and we, we wait for someone to come with some drugs, some cocaine, and we, uh, so we shot it up. So I shot it up first, which is my desire most times. I came first. <laughs> you pay for it, I'll go first. <laughs> All my female-male relationships was I went first. All the girlfriends, you know, paid the bill, but I shot up first. <laughs> well, so I did it, yeah? And it was pretty, it tasted pretty good, you know? It was pretty rush. And then I started having these effects. Like my body was flipping out, going super hot and super cold, and just vibrating like a broken speaker. And I couldn't, I couldn't get up. You know, I couldn't move. I was laid flat, and I was, and it was getting worse and worse. I was going farther and farther into that little rabbit hole. And then my friend, because of course he went second. Ten minutes later, he started, and then the woman had the same effects, and we were in really seemingly bad condition. And nobody, we barely got to the phone to call up my girlfriend, and she tried to drive over. And when she drove over, she was buzzing the buzzer, but none of us could get up off the floor to answer the buzzer. We were just really flipped out. So she had to get the whatever person to let her in, the superintendent, and then she came up there. And then I started, we started, it started getting better. Yeah, started chilling out a little bit. And I swore I'm never going to do anything again. But I mean literally. I had said, this is like way overboard. And so she had a little Volkswagen bus bug. And as I was driving back to our apartment up in the upper, I mean upper market, I broke all my needles and everything, threw them out the window. And I swore beyond all swearing, that's it, man. I'm not fucking doing this anymore. So I got home and I had lost the ability to go to sleep, really. You know, I did. <laughs> so I put on TV, and then I started reading a book called Nicholas Nickleby by Dickens, which is like 1,200 pages. And I stayed up for like three days. I couldn't fucking go to sleep. And I couldn't enjoy anything. 
I had no ability to enjoy anything. The only thing that gave me a sense of feeling alive was cocaine. It was really an incredible high degree of slavery. Against any, every cell of my body, I'm not going to do that, but my whole life was bereft of any ability to feel anything, you know? So I, you know, after three days, I gave in again. I surrendered back to that, my, my queen, and started, you know, found the need, you know, got needles, fixed them, started shooting up again. Yeah? But the ability, you see? So a lot of the ability that we are, we, it has, there's a potential in every one of us, the ability to feel peace. Yeah, we're in here tonight. And all this stuff. Those abilities have been dampened, let's say, and very constricted by the mental system that's running the show. And if you know, and we do, most of it, a lot of us in this room have, when we have given ourselves over to that disease of alcoholism or addiction, it basically, the only ability you have is to do what it tells you to do, really. It's the only field of any feeling. Everything else is like arid and dry. And it's a really nasty state to be in when you're so addicted that nothing, it's sort of like with you with the chemo, every food tastes like metal. Well, there, there was no what you would call a human feeling anymore. You were just like dried out but ravenous. Yeah, like you were just fucking, yeah. So what I found with this program in recovery, it enabled me to have some of those abilities that are latently in, yeah, uh, to come back. You know, the ability to enjoy peace of mind, the ability to feel compassion for you, the ability to hold the space for others, yes? The ability to take, allow the own, my own hook out, the ability to discriminate from false and true, false evidence that was appearing real to seeing it as now, that's false evidence. All those abilities aren't something you achieve, they're there, but it... What allows them to be emphasized is the system of mind that is optimum, you know? If you're in self-centeredness, your abilities are very, very limited, and your possibilities are very, very limited. Your possibilities are always stretched out in time, and it's usually based on what you do or someone else does, if they're going to come to pass. No prior state of mind is seen or sensed. It's all about... Here I am, and I can make myself into something, or I can make myself into something else. Yeah? But there's no recognition of the inherent condition of mind, which is open and empty like sky. There's none of that. And in a sense, you have no recourse, because if you entertain it, you entertain it as a goal that you're going to achieve by doing something. Because self-centeredness, everything is cast in that view that you are going to be the doer and haver. Yeah. Everything is cast. So prior states of mind, even prior states before manifestation, are seen to, are seen to be things to achieve in manifestation. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do something in manifestation to get this thing I call the unmanifest. I mean, yeah. you're not going to find the unmanifest on the shelves of manifestation, you know? There's no store that you know, specializes, like a specialty shop. We're the only store of things that has the no thing. 
We've got a big supply of it. It just came in. Come and get your no thing fast before it becomes something. Well, as soon as you start approaching it, it is a something. Yeah? The no thingness is never... When you get it, it's something. <laughs> oh, shit. But when you get it, it's something. <laughs> so, what, you know, it'd be nice to see that there's no getting of it. Yeah? Maybe, therefore, no time will be produced that delays the inevitability of it's always so at all times. Yeah? But that's what happens. When there's a feeling or a need or a belief that you can get it, it's got to be stretched into time. And something that's timeless can't be stretched into time. It can't be found through a time process. Yeah? Because all the while the time process is the dominant... You know what time is like? Time is an aspect of mind, dreaming. It's not a, there's no thing called time. It's another aspect of mind dreaming. So for it to dream itself here, it has to have time to see itself. It has to have time to see it other, to get a verification. It must be me, because there's you. What would happen if you were here and there was no one here ever, and there had never been anyone here? There would be no sense of being a you. It needs the opposite. It needs another to verify something. Because what isn't so needs to be constantly verified. What is so doesn't need any verification. Because it's so. Yeah. What isn't so constantly needs to be verified. That's why the thought system, you are the main preoccupation of the thought system, the idea of being a you, because that's its way of verifying the you. Yeah. Selfing, selfing can never produce a self. It just implies a self. It just, and then, oh, here, oh, yeah, I'm the thinker, no, yeah, this is about my feelings, yeah? But that's a big leap, it's just, and then it just, there's a sense of, oh, it's me, you know? <gasps> Excuse me, sorry, Sonny's in here. <laughs> hey, Sonny, how are you? Oh, so what? No, some of you haven't been here. So I'll give you, I'll give you this no, another thing I'm working on. This is like my off-Broadway play. So I'm working on a new tape to present. So here, let's say, let's say no thingness is the unmanifest here. Yeah? yeah? It's, it's so here, but because it's no thing, you don't see it. Yeah? That's really all there is. And then there's the manifest here, which is what we're participating as an action figure. Yeah? No thingness is the unmanifest here. Now, here's, this is the manifest here. And then there's a small, small little aspect of the manifest here called the mental realm. But if there's an identification with the main theme of the mental realm, which is you, yes, the mental realm can seem to be dominant. Yeah? yeah. So here's the unmanifest here, always available at all times, no thing, everything, whatever. Yes? Then there's the manifest here. There's still an aspect of the note not here, the unmanifest here, because that's the no thingness. That's seeing and hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching everything. Yeah? Awareness, let's say. So the awareness is the unmanifest here, and it's experiencing itself in the manifest here. Yeah. So, 
in this room, when there's when any seeing's happening, it's only I'm seeing. Yeah. If you ask where the seeing seems to be happening from, what would what would you say? I'm seeing it. Yeah? And what would I be to you? When you're seeing, what would I this be? A you, right? You'd be saying, hey, I'm seeing you. Well, the same thing's happening here. I'm seeing you. Yeah. So, in fact, let's say there's 20 scenes going on, but there's only one eye, and there's like 20 yous. Yeah? Now, you can never multiply the eye. There's just only one eye. But what happens here, the yous can multiply. You can be a million yous. It can be... 8 billion views, but really, what's seeing is the one eye. Yeah. So the one eye seeing, and then there's a you. Now, what happens simply, and you better believe your mind asked this question a long time ago, who am I? You know, Ramana Maharshi wasn't the one who, <laughs> I would say conditional mind asked this question a long time ago. Hey, who am I? And its answer was me. Yeah. But what's the me? From that point of view, it's a you, isn't it? <laughs> so I, looking at you, but when I, because the same eye's here, yes, but the eye says, well, this you is me. And that means I'm different than that you. And let's, like in recovery, it says, don't fixate on the similarities, I mean the differences, fixate on the similarity. Well, mind fixates on the differences, yes? We're trying to say, what's the similarity of everyone's experience? Everyone's experience is, I'm seeing, yeah? And so let's say Sonny is in the experience called, I'm seeing. When it looks this way, it sees this, and it calls it a you, yeah? Now, sitting here, I don't feel like I'm a you. I feel like I'm a me. Which is, what is that? That's just an identified you. Isn't it? Sonny looks at me as a you. Yeah? Which is very clear. There's a real clarity in that. I is seeing you. It's very clear. Yeah. Now... I asked myself, well, who's this you that Sonny saw? <laughs> I, I don't see it as you. I see it as me. Yeah? There it is. That little is what locks you into a system of thought called self-centeredness. Yeah? The I is forgotten, and now this you gets elevated to the subjective me. Yeah? Yeah? Yet, in the in the in the the dog shit level of what's happening here, it's like there's only one eye seeing, and there's a lot of yous being seen. Yeah. The one eye is never going to multiply into thousands of eyes are seeing. There's only one eye seeing, yeah. But there's billions of yous. There can be eight zillion billions of yous. It doesn't matter. There could be no, yeah. Nothing to be seen, that still would be eye seeing. Or there can be billions and trillions of things to be seen, and yet it's still the one eye seeing. Yeah. And I wouldn't even say it's a one. It's just eye seeing. Yeah. No matter how many U's you put up, there's not, no matter how many U's are seen, it doesn't multiply the, the eyes that are seen. 
Yeah. There's one eye, if you want to say it. I don't like to use the word one, but eye seeing never changes. The only thing that changes is the you. Yeah? Now, out of all these billions of views, this mental process in this body claims this one you to be me. Yeah? And then, what occurs? Life is happening, and now it's to me. Yeah? And the mind starts telling a story about what's happening, which actually becomes what's not happening. And the mind loses interest in what's happening and gains incredible interest in what's not happening because what's not happening is like the playground for what you're not. What is happening is the playground of manifestation of what you are. But the mental realm is the playground for what you're not. Because in this playground of thought, you can be thought about all the time as a me. <laughs> so, what's going to happen to me in the future becomes a huge preoccupation, don't you see? And what happened to me, oh, unbelievable, what happened to me becomes an unbelievable galvanized story. <laughs> it gets more and more rigid the more times it's told. <laughs> seemingly so. It appears to be true or false to us. From wherever you're looking at it from. So, when you're looking at it from the mental realm, it looks like life's happening to you. And I'm telling you, that's the way it feels. Life's happening to me. I got something, you have something I don't have. Yeah, and I'm thankful I don't have it. And then you may be really bummed out that you have it and wish and regret that you have it and wish you didn't have it. Yeah? It goes on and on and on and on and on and on. On and on and on and on. Yeah? So here it is. So there's unmanifest here, manifest here. One aspect in the manifest here is the mental realm, the story of you as a me. (laughs) Yeah? And if there's an identification with that central character, if you take yourself to be the body, because the thought system can only think about you as a body, really. So when it's thinking about you and placing you into a future precarious situation that you should be worrying about, or back into a past situation that you should have incredible resentment for because someone fucked you back there, yeah? It's your picture as a body, yeah? So the thought system, which is the dominant strain in the mental realm, pictures you and I as a body. And now all it does is it places you as a me somewhere else at some other time. That's what it does. And it's like there's such a cherishing for that because I'm identified as that, that my attention and interest just follow it. With the hopes, let's say, there's you know how many dried up wells are in the past and the future that it constantly keeps bringing you to, to get like the water of knowledge, or I'll finally understand, and they're all fucking dry, you drop the bucket, you pull it back up, then you have to rationalize, make an excuse, or blame someone because there's no water there, so then you just go some other time at some other place and try to mine some other real, really reason why you're fucked seemingly now and it goes on and on and on and on yeah shit 
So here's the mental realm. And when that's, when what's not happening, if, and the original what's not happening is you, as a me, yeah? When that's in place, how the hell are you going to be able to see false evidence appear real? Because what's giving the meaning of any evidence of being true or false is based on you, yeah? So, because you're in a false, let's say, identification, everything can be seen as false evidence of fucking being real, which is the acronym for fear, right? Yeah. But it isn't really fear because it's anxiety. But the anxiety triggers the latent uh, emotion of fear in the body. Yeah. So you think you're having a valid experience because you feel afraid, but that validity is bogus because it's produced in what's not happening. It's just the mind has found the button to produce the physiological effects, effects of fear without any threat. Incredible. What a move. Yeah. So you can be petrified, and yet there's nothing to cause that in you except what's not happening. And it's really difficult to get someone to understand the effects of what's not happening on you. <laughs> because to them, it's not happening, <laughs> usually. And it's really difficult, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, all right. So there's the mental here. And the mental here, in my humble opinion, is the here you want to get out of as an addict. That's where you've always been trying to escape from. Now, it's been called here, and that's the, where it gets hidden. Because when I was constantly... See, I, the alcoholic of my type was... I, would, I was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. Yeah, that was just the basic try. So, and the last place I wanted to be was what I, would, what I called here. But it wasn't here, it was a mental here which was just infused with all these crazy, conditional minds, ideas of time, past and future. Oh, I did terrible things, and the guilt and shame, and there's going to be a God that's going to step on me if I ever show up right here. Yeah. So, da, 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 da. And so, and yet, yeah, this is incredible. So there I am, constantly escaping from this here, and know how it manifested in the manifest here? Imprisonment. I was going to jail... I was in two-year program, three-month program, yeah? So my escape, my wanting to escape from here landed me in jail in the mess. <laughs> I mean, you can't have more of a failed system than that. When you're trying to escape from nothing, you end up being imprisoned in something. <laughs> because when entertained by us, the mental realm can manifest, yeah? Like Jesus used to say, as you believe, so it is, yes? As a man thinketh, so it be. What the hell is he talking about? There's a power of mind. You can produce a what's not happening that eclipses what's happening. Yeah? And when the manifest here is eclipsed, there's no way you're going to be able to entertain the unmanifest here. Because the only place the unmanifest here is locatable in the manifest here is in the manifest here. Now, not in the mental realm of time. There is no power, higher power in time. None whatsoever. None. Zip, zap, nothing. It's only here. That's why in recovery it says a day at a time. Start the shrinkage. Start getting located right where you are. Look at where your feet are. Because this is the possibility to sense what's always so, but not seen. Yeah. 
But when the ass is, when yourself's up the ass, you know, the, your attention's up that ass of self, there is no... Because the mind has successfully done its job. It's playing God. It's left the manifest realm. It's overridden that and made the mental realm the dominant one. Yeah? And look at its thought system. Its whole thought system is never about now. It's always about there and then, isn't it? So, its allegiance is not to serve the unmanifest. It's not even to acknowledge the manifest. It's to make up a world and be the citizen of it. Up here in the mental realm, yeah. It's like the incredible statement in recovery. That's what I call playing God. I see a lot of people, they come in here, and they're flipping out, but they're not flipping out by... It's not Wednesday at 7.30 or Monday at 7.30 that's causing the flip out. It's three weeks from now, or eight years ago. Yeah. They are, they are showing the effects of a mind entertaining what's not happening. The effects have to manifest somewhere. Where do they manifest? In the mental realm? No. They manifest in the manifest realm. Yeah. This is their realm of experience and expression. So the insanity of what's not happening only takes life in what's happening. So what happens if you're not that idea of being a self? For me, it's almost the thing goes like this. Now, the unmanifest is like trickle-down economy. It's dripping down into the manifest, yes? And then the mental realm is seen as just that, a small aspect of what's happening here, called selfing, yeah? When selfing delivers its goods, which is the feeling of being a self, you're catapulted into the mental realm when it becomes dominant. But if you're not taken to be that, then the mental realm is just a verb happening in the manifest called selfing. Life is still open and available to be seen as it's just happening instead of it's happening to you. So it goes like this, flips that. And now, in the manifest here, there is that element of the unmanifest, which is that awareness that can entertain or start reflecting itself, yeah? So, like, you ever see animals, yeah? One of the differences they say in humans and animals is self-reflection, yeah? Animals can't reflect on, oh, I'm doing that, yeah? When a dog is running for that ball, it's not going, oh, I'm doing that. It can't reflect. It doesn't, its mind has a lot of capacity, but it doesn't have a reflective capacity. So we have a reflective capacity, but most of it is reflecting on self. Yeah? which is what causes the mental realm to seem to be so real, because the capacity of what's reflecting it is unbelievable. Yeah? Like in Ramana said, there'd be the guy sitting in the auditorium watching a movie of life, and, he, and he's very clear that it's unreal. Yes? Very, very clear that it's unreal. But he thinks he's real. And now, so Ramana says it's bigger than that. It's like... Him thinking that he's real, seeing the unreality, is that. That's called mind reflecting. Yeah, This would be called self-reflecting still. The guy sitting there, seeing the unreality, but taking himself to be real. The real mind reflection is to see the emptiness of all objects, yes? Emptiness of what? Of being an inherent self. Yeah. 
a singular inherent unit with its own qualities. No, 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 no. So the mind's ability to reflect, when it's reflecting self, it's giving life to the mental realm. It's providing it the oomph to make false evidence seem to be so fucking real. Yeah? If the idea of being a self is entertained, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not that, if that sort of drops out, then the mind's ability to reflect, what does it start reflecting? The unmanifest. It starts seeing nothing. So while there's all this looking for on the manifest level, there's a, a, a sense of seeing nothing at all times, yeah? It's so, to me, it's the presence. The presence is, is seeing nothing, yeah? So now, the unmanifest here is being sensed, or almost like tactilely sensed, traveled as, in a way, a sense of presence, in the manifest here, which gives you an incredible immunity to the mental realm, because it's so obvious it's not happening. Because now you're rooted in the manifest of, oh yeah, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, here, 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 here. And then, so when the head says, well, what about this mystical next week? You're like, here, 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 here. Oh, let me see, hold on, look at this one. Here, 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 here. And there's an immunity. And when that muscle or that ability gets used, what happens? It strengthens that ability. You start being able to recognize what's not happening from what's happening. Because now you're grounded in what's happening. Yeah? And what's happening, really, and I, was, well, I don't want to go there, but in what's happening is there's the presence, the, it's, it's totally soaked with what's not, with the true what's not happening which is what's always happening, yeah? The space. So if you let, in a sense, what seems as real as real to be to you, to let it be as real as it wants to be, it will naturally show its nature, which is it's unreal. While you're making it real by trying to run away from it, that's what keeps on making it real. So when I... In recovery, I stopped doing that one day. I don't know why it just happened, where I realized my whole life I've been trying to make things unreal. And they, that made them as real as they could be. And then when I finally said, fuck this, I'm exhausted, I let them, okay, come on, let them be as real as you want to be. And then when I did, they proved to be unreal. Yeah? I had it in a bathtub. I just realized I didn't want what I wanted, you know. And, the, and conversely, I didn't not want what I not wanted. Yeah. So now in a room full of things, what's emphasized is the no-thingness of it all. Especially in this, this, this church has got so much juice in, in the space that's here, you know. So you just start sensing that while they're seeing and hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. But now your antenna's been cleaned, so to speak, from K-Paul, and you're picking up, yes, the I station. Not K-U, and then turn into K-Me, but K-I, yeah. I see it with my friend. She's having a really hard time, and she comes to these meetings, and she gets super juiced up. 
Are we like shouting affirmations the whole hour? No. It's just an entertaining something that's readily not entertained anymore. We haven't lost the ability to entertain it, but we've sort of what we have been entertaining manifests as seemingly losing that ability to entertain. Yeah? Entertain the idea of being a self so so unbelievably with such verb as we as our mind does, it seems to blot out the other abilities we have. But they'll come back. And you'll sense it, yeah. The emphasis will shift. And it will manifest here. Because that's what everything does. They manifest here. Yeah. So if you're entertaining what's not here, in a, in a weird way, it will manifest here. Yeah. In a peculiar way by how you travel. You're like the bringer of it. You call it forth, so to speak. And it's not so much calling it forth, it's seeing what we've been calling forth. And maybe entertaining I'm not that. Because there's no need to call forth what already is. Yeah? There's just maybe a relinquishing of calling forth what isn't all day. Yeah? I always like the back door. I don't like any process to move towards it because that would mean it's something somewhere else. This is about... Realizing I'm not, and that's that. You don't have to do anything after that. Because if you're onto something, it will verify. That little bit of entertaining will increase because you're onto something, yeah? And your ability to entertain it, maybe somebody happens all at once and they have the ability to entertain it from that moment on, the rest of their manifestation. I don't know if that's the, that, that's the way it is for a lot of people. So a lot of people, they'll start entertaining it, and there'll be more, the ability will get, uh, will arise, and the ability to entertain it will get better, because you don't have to call it forth, it's already so. The ability, in a sense, this needs to be, like, uh, exercised, you know, to open up, you know, so that it, because it's not about, there isn't an infinite amount, it's about how much can be received and translated. Yeah. So maybe it may, maybe the mind will take the path of, let's break it a little bit at a time, Yeah. So there'll be little changes in calibration. So there's not a huge explosion. There's nothing right or wrong with that. That's one way it can appear here. What's timeless can appear here in any form it wants. So someone gets it all of a sudden. Other people get what they call in recovery the educational variety. This is what this is in a sense is about. It's the mixture of both. We use the educational process by repeating, by repeating, by repeating. But it's not of time. Yeah? But we're repeating the message. They're repeating the message, repeating the message, because it's like the mind's a lazy Susan. Yeah? And the, a lot of the little slots have shit there. But sometimes you see, and it goes all the way in. Yeah? And then that mind comes out of that self posture, the yogic posture of self, and opens up. And that's what you sense now in your life. You sense out, you sense like the mind coming out of that envelope. And it just takes on forms of traveling lighter. And there's no end to it. It's not like you get one level of traveling lighter. It will keep, because there's time involved in this, it blossoms like a flower, yeah? Is that its nature? No, but it's manifesting here. 
which is of time, yeah? So it blossoms like a flower. So more and more downloads happen, and other things occur. And I'll tell you, then even the body can transform. The body can start transforming. I mean, this body's gained like 26 pounds in the last few months. I was super sick, physically very ill a few years ago, and chronically, so the whole time I've been sober. Chronically. I mean, my friend Zen Mark thought I was going to die. He had me on triple garlic ginger chicken tea and oxtail soup every day from the Korean Zen monasteries. Because I would get sick like 14 or 20 days. I mean, I had to drink this stuff, but I came back, yeah? And then suddenly, there was a corner turned in the manifestation of the body, and it got finally got healthy like when it was a kid. Unbelievable. Yeah. So before it was like, now it's like molasses. It's like a spreading. The uh, Before the cl- it was very, very clear. Now it's clear, but there's a lake to reflect the clarity, too. It's sort of cool. So there's clear on clear. Who knows what's going to happen? You find out. But when there's a recognition, you are what you've been looking for. In a weird way, you had something that was cool in a way. Because you were relying on something that's unreliable, so you've been looking for something else. Let's say, ultimately, that it would be reliable. And then, when you sense what is truly going on, that is a, that's the utmost reliability. <laughs> and there's a feeling that sort of would match what your mind was hoping for. But it's the real deal. You have a, a sense of security in total insecurity. It's really cool, in a way, yeah? The mind thought had an idea of what security was, but that's not security. That's another form of I know, which is a, is a deadening effect to life, really. But in recognizing that all is, let's say, a verb and everything's uncertain, there's a certainty in that. And then you found, truly found, that it's true. What you've been looking for is what's looking. I mean, St. Francis, you know, was on the money, you know. What what. You, What's looking? He doesn't say who's looking. He says what's looking is what you are looking for. Yeah? To the use point of view, it would be a who's looking. But not from that other view, it's what's looking. Yeah? I would say what's looking is no thing. So, of course, obviously, if you're trained to look at things, you're never going to see it. <laughs> but that's just one training. The ability to see nothing is definitely, definitely, definitely available. Seeing nothing is presence, that's what it's like. The feeling of being present is seeing nothing. Your mind is, the one eye is seeing nothing and it's full of light. The two eyes see some things and they're trying to get light but they feel they're dark or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But one eye, it doesn't mean one eye, you know. It's one eye meaning mind. When that mind is one, it's full of light. When the mind is divided, it's dark and light. It's an interplay. But when the mind is single, it's full of light. No opposite. And that, darkness is an opposite of light. It's the absence of light, as they say. There is no absence. So we're 
shares these meanings. I mean, I dig it all the time. I've been enthused about it for years because once I looked up, there was nothing, there's never a boredom of looking up because it's looking up into infinity. It's infinity seeing infinity. and they feel like they're deprived. They can't drink and shoot dope anymore. It so blows my mind because they, they can't see it as any other way, but in, in, in a few years of being recovered, they'll, they'll never even fucking think about that shit anymore. What a, what a joke. A very heavy joke, you know? But then I, I'm deprived of my own death. I'm, my own deathing I'm taken care of, you know, taken away from. Any questions? I think I got to speak longer. I haven't seen Sonny and Chuck in a while. Let's see. What can I say? You like the idea of the three years? Of course, it's all made up. There's nothing like that. It's just a conceptual framework. Yeah. But if you look at your life as an addict, and I don't mean if you're an addict like with drugs, but the addictive mind, yeah, is actually in a, in a mental realm, yeah? And it's scurrying around like crazy. And in that mental realm, it calls a part of that realm a here, but it isn't here. Yeah? It's, it's just, it's here extended in time with a lot of influence called a past and a future. That's not here. So you want to you want to get out of here, this mental here. Yet it verifies that you can never get out of an imaginary problem. That all you're trying to get out of an imaginary problem would be a big problem. Yeah. So you can never get out of here because it's not happening actually. <laughs> yeah. And yet the solution to Maybe seeing that, and I don't mean waking up, just being aware of here, this has that one quality, what's not happening doesn't have, which is it's happening. <laughs> I mean, it is happening. So no matter how far down you think you go in that mental realm, you haven't moved one inch in the manifest here. Yeah? All of that traveling actually hasn't produced any traveling here. Yeah? All the traveling... No matter, you went back 30 years, like half hour ago, and now you're in three years from now, you've been time traveling. Not one movement has changed. If you look at the surveillance camera of every day you've been alive, you've been in it. Yeah? You've been in that, that all right, go to the, all right, let's go to the history. Uh, December 12, 1983. Yep, there's Greg. Now, Greg may have been in December 8, you know, 30th, 2000, but he was actually... In the manifestation, you were there. Yeah? What more do you need? What more antidote do you need to, to combat what's not happening than the recognition of what's happening? <laughs> and you have the quality to recognize it. You're conscious. Yeah? There's consciousness. There's awareness. You can become aware, and I mean... If something was whistling to you, 
I mean, this would be a great whistle. You're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching things, right seemingly now. I mean, come out of that ass of self. I mean, how much more do you want? How much more love do you want in one's life? If the hell is up here, yet it's, you're being, your mind is being beckoned constantly to come out of there, by what? Right now. But it's terrible right now. That ain't the now that's, that's happening, is it? It's the mental now. not because the, the dead people or if they were alive wouldn't change that. I would say there's another way of looking at it. There's another way of looking at the inventory process. I knew I followed you all to the last thing because I don't think for me to get over a resentment the person I have to see the person if they're dead that's nothing to do with them. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. growing and a natural 
I would say that's a beautiful reaction you're having because it's showing you how determined your mind is into holding, keeps holding on to that my maybe. So if you would just take the my out, I would see you probably have it quite easy to look at resentments. And it has nothing to do with people that you resented at all. That comes later in the ninth step, yeah? It has nothing to do with them at all. It's all about a way of looking that produces these effects. And where can they be produced? Only in manifestation. So they're produced in, I resent that motherfucker, and I'm anxious all day, and I hurt people in the pursuit of what I wanted, because I didn't think I was ever going to get anything, or whatever, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a beautiful, that reaction, that strong reaction is showing, it's the opposite result is on, this, on, this, on the other side of it, yeah? Is to finally see, it's not mine. They're not my regrets. They're not my resentments. They're not my fears. They're not my this. They're not my that. My is where it, it leaves the mental realm and has a big impact in the manifest realm. And you are the manifestation. The body. That's what we're talking about with the healing. Yes? In a way, by healing this, you can unwind the mind. Because the mind is manifesting here. In the manifestation. Where does it show most of its juiciest manifestations? In you, seemingly, as a body. Yes? As an emotional and a physical and a mental body. This is all self-manifesting. How does it have so much influence in the realm of manifestation? The mind is identified as it. So now the mind is entertaining, yes? Entertaining through selfing and manifesting what self produces. When you look at life from a point of view of self, how can you escape fear that you may not have what you want later on? It's impossible. Yeah? When you're at, how can you enjoy peace of mind because you believe it may not be your, a second from now? That's, yeah? You can't enjoy peace of mind if you think it's not going to be here. That's, that's not peace of mind. Yeah? So I would say, hey, what I love is when that switched off for me, I saw self is a foreign installment. When I'm identified as it, it has a huge ability to manifest in what I call my life. And I see it incredibly how it's manifested in what some people call their lives. How the hell does it have so much carte blanche access to this form, this place of manifestation where you can't see yourself. How can it be, have so much manifestation here? Yeah? There must be a mind that's become identified as it. Yeah? In that act of being identified as it, and it's not like a tattoo, it's a, it's a verb, yes? Identification as, identification as, identification as, sets off balls in motion that produce manifestations here that we don't want to have. We feel the misfortune. I don't deserve it to be this way. Well, fuck it. As a you, why not happening it to you? Everyone says, why is this happening? Why not? You're going to get, either, you're going to get two sides of the coin. Why is it happening? Why not? Who the fuck are you? I'm me. That doesn't change a damn thing. Yeah? Hopefully that would be helpful. But I see it that way. When I recognize I'm not that, I'm telling you, it was a huge difference. I got, this thing is quite limited 
in how much the selfing is quite limited how much it can manifest to you. It needs us, it needs a mind to be able to convey its expressions. Yeah? We have to believe the fucking shit for it to have an effect here. Like Jesus says, it's done according to your belief, yes? As a man thinketh, so he is. This is, it's not like, this is a, let's say you're worried about next week. And let's say the God is a very small God, the selfing. So it can't manifest what it's worrying about next week for everyone in the world. But it can do it with you. You'll be reacting as if it's going to happen. The whole world may not. Yeah, It's a very small God, selfing. Yeah, It can't make it seem like that for everyone. But it can sure make it seem like that for you. Doesn't it? Yeah. So I don't know what you are going through. I can't. Because the same thing isn't being produced here. Yeah? I can recognize basically where it's coming from a lot. You can recognize something. You can recognize, that's what it says. You know, you'll know the tree by its fruits. AA enabled us in the book they wrote to recognize the tree of alcoholism by its fruits. I don't think they took it far enough and they thought it was obsession with self. I believe it's identification as self. Yeah. But that's even a further recognition of the tree by its fruits. Yeah? How, it's sort of like seeing the whole beast. Yeah? You see it from head to toe. Something happens when you see the whole beast. Something occurs. Your mind maybe just gets a distilled idea, I'm not that. And once it's I'm not that, its access to manifestation gets severely fucking limited. Severely limited. It can't piss on all your parades anymore. <laughs> and especially here. <laughs> if there's a recognition of here, and that's the most important, then it may be pissing on all these there's and then's, but they don't have any juice. Because it's not happening. Yeah. Do you think it's the self coming in and forcing? It's mind, 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 mind. Whatever a mind believes, so it is. Yes. That's what he said in, in this world story of Jesus. Who knows if it's true or not? But as he was chucking around and he would help people who had bad ailments, and they'd be going and start singing his praises, he says, it's done according to your belief, bro. You know? He didn't say bro, but, you know, done according to your belief. As, you know, basically, as you think it, you entertain the possibility, there, I'm just a catalyst, there you go. Yeah? This is exactly what this message is like. It's a catalyst. Your ability to entertain it is available. It may not be exercised yet, so we have it three times a week, like a Pilates class. We come here, we exercise the ability to entertain, yeah? And we just, and, you know... You've signed up for some reason. And I show up, and then we entertain this. It's like a catalyst, it's like a chemical batch, you know, a reaction. But the ability is there, it's always been there. Yeah. One of the biggest little glitches was when you'd be entertaining it, you'd be entertaining it as a self. And a lot of people had to, didn't see that. So when they started to entertain the truth, they didn't know that that was being made into something by the mind, selfing, yeah? 
So now there's been a very strong message in the last 40, 50 years, a writer, whatever, to point out the fact that there is no you. Yes? And that the you's main movement is claiming. That's what it does, and all like this. And so we've discovered there's some understanding about the movement of the mind, yes, and selfing. So then that second little pitfall has been removed. All right, so I'm not that, so, yes. And then whatever comes up, it will always keep promoting, I'm not that, I'm not that, I'm not that. Now maybe it maybe takes one example, you're not that, maybe 15 examples, you're not that. But inevitably, there'll be a recognition there is no authentic self, nor will there ever be an authentic self. There's never going to be a someone at the end of the tunnel. It's all verbing. These things start dawning on you. When they dawn on you, where are they going to have an effect? Here. Why? Because you're the conveyor of unmanifest to manifest. What are we? Dreaming, yes. So, me entertaining this and manifest as a traveling lighter over time. It's like an all-terrain vehicle. Goes over everything, everything's all right, yes. Before I'd get super pissed, now this super pissed off. Just vanishes. It doesn't become a tar- it doesn't make anyone a target or nor does it shoot any bullets. It's just it's things just arising and arising and arising and arising, but not to anyone. Yeah. The feeling of being a one that it's arising to is arising. And <laughs> so there's nothing there's no point of bondage for you to want to be free from. That's the real freedom, yeah. There's no point where there's a you that's bonded. There's none. There's never a point where there's a you that's bonded. Yeah? That's the freedom. There's never a point where there was a you that's been bonded. That's freedom. What? Sure, feels like it. Yeah, to who? To you. Well, not to me. Yeah? If it feels like it's to you, it's a singular God playing. <laughs> <laughs> when it's blatant, everyone, maybe you got something there. But when you're going, doesn't everyone feel like you? No, they don't. <laughs> they feel like me or you. These are all different views. <laughs> I want to sit down with you, Paul, and convince you how fucked I am in what's not happening. Sorry, I just, just don't see it. I just don't get it. I'm trying. Really am. I'm trying to remember when I got fucked by what's up, but I just didn't get it. Because obviously it looks different than why my watch not happening. <laughs> if it was truly had the quality of fuck, it would be here and everyone would be fucked. If that was its nature, everyone would be fucked, yeah? If something could really fuck, everyone would be fucked. It's not that way. It's always a appears to be true or false to us at different degrees based on condition. That's all it is. It's all it's like a trip. Yeah. So any other questions? Uh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>